I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. I'm Trey Inkst. The Biden administration says there is no crisis at the southern border, though the Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, disagrees. It's at a place now where they're going to have to change the messaging and get them to not come and possibly engage with these countries south of the border from Mexico to the Northern Triangle to put stop gaps in place to send an even stronger message that now is not the time to come. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. A headline in the New York Times overnight reads, Biden faces challenge from surge of migrants at the border. The words capture one of the first major domestic policy tests for the new president. The Times reports 3,250 migrant children are in custody along the border at this time. This, as new data set to be released, will say 100,000 people were apprehended at the border or ports of entry during the month of February. All we're trying to do is just show it for what it is. I've spent a lot of time here having covered those caravans and having covered the border for many years. For more on this developing news, this is Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins. In the area where we are in South Texas and the Rio Grande Valley is like ground zero for the, uh, you know, border surge that's happening under the Biden administration because of his challenges uh, happening here after President Biden undid many of the Trump policies. So what we wanted to do is put the drone in the sky so you could see really the, the poorest border now in the area where we are in the Rio Grande Valley, that is entirely all river, the Rio Grande River, 310 miles of river. And people are crossing it all day long, every day. And, you know, they just don't know what to do with these kinds of uh, numbers right now because um, they have nowhere to put them. That's the capacity issues that we're facing. And so ultimately... What I was just doing on our channel was trying to put into perspective. We think that the sources tell us that the number of encounters at the border in the month of February is going to be somewhere around or above 100,000. Now, the last time we had a crisis, although the White House doesn't want to call it that, they call it a challenge, was in 2019 in the month of May, which is traditionally the heaviest trafficked uh, illegal crossings between the ports of entry. They had roughly 132,000 crossings. Now you're talking about... 100,000 in February, that's four months earlier. In 2019, the number was about 66,000. So they're looking at numbers they're very worried about. And all of this, you have to remember, is happening during the middle of a COVID pandemic. And that's making it even more difficult, as you've mentioned, actually getting people who are apprehended at the border into facilities. We know that the Biden administration has a much more liberal policy on this uh, idea of catch and release, allowing people who make it into the United States to stay many times in some capacity. And then we talk about the children, more than 3,000 children being held right now in custody. And as you've mentioned, they have nowhere to put them. How is the coronavirus outbreak making this situation even more dire? Well, it's a game changer, Trey, because what you have to do is screen for COVID, although the Border Patrol, when they uh, take people into custody, are not testing them because they're turning them over to local authorities who are doing the COVID testing. 
So what they did to mitigate the COVID threat is they took all their shelters and said, okay, instead of 2,000, we can only hold 700. Instead of 3,000, we can only hold 1,200. It's a various uh, places where they would normally process people. Well, because the numbers have become so large and we've run so out of space to put anyone, the Biden administration, DHS, is, is, is basically doing away with any of the COVID restrictions because of the numbers. But they're also at a point where they're releasing people into the public and it's upon these local governments to test them for COVID. But the local governments, as we saw in the city of Brownsville, Texas, don't have the authority to retain the migrants from getting on a bus and traveling anywhere. And so that really is this new terrible uh, game changer because if you have someone who came as a family, claimed asylum, was released because there's no capacity, was given a court date, then when they're dropped off by DHS authorities to a local bus station, test positive, and those local governments can't retain them from traveling, and they get on a bus and travel from Texas to Iowa, that's not good. And this is quickly becoming one of the major domestic policy issues for President Biden in the early days of his presidency. We know immigration is a really political issue. In Washington, there have been disagreements through administrations on this topic. What I'm always impressed by your reporting on these caravans is you're able to humanize this and and really understand why people are trying to come to the United States and some of the violence that they're fleeing and some of the other reasons that we see these large groups of people looking for opportunity and a better life. In your experience in this reporting realm and, and on this beat occasionally when these migrants do come, what are the main reasons that we see the influx of people, more than 100,000 we, we suspect in the, in the month of February, trying to come to the United States? Great question. And as someone who covers dangerous cities yourself in the Middle East, you understand. Some people see opportunity. Some people face real starvation, survival issues. And one woman we put on the air today who I interviewed has been waiting in a migrant camp here in Matamoros since September of 2019 because she fled San Pedro Sula, Honduras, one of the most violent, dangerous cities on planet Earth. And you're seeing a lot of Hondurans coming in the last year, even after our uh, migrant we interviewed, Rosie, came because of both the pandemic and in Honduras's case, a number of hurricanes and natural disaster events that occurred in the last year. And so when people are desperate, you have to tell the personal stories because you have to understand, have empathy, and realize why they're coming. But you also have to deal with the realities of what it means for our country and how the officials are handling it. And clearly this new administration came in and wanted to institute, in their words, a more humane system of immigration. But what is quite clear we're seeing now is they put up a welcome sign, whether whether they intended to or not, for a lot more we're able to handle to come. And it's the crossings between the ports of entry that are creating the bigger problems, not the ones seeking asylum at the ports of entry the legal way, but it's the legal crossings that are posing possibly unprecedented number challenges. You've been listening to Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins. We'll be right back. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, because we saw during the Trump administration some unconventional efforts by the president and his Department of Homeland Security team to curb the 
flow of immigration through the southern border. This included the Trump administration working with a number of Central American countries and, and also working with Mexico to try to say, hey, look, you need to stop the immigration and, and the migration through your country before these people get to the United States and it becomes a problem for us. As you've mentioned, whether they intended to do it or not, there appears to be this idea that it will be easier to enter the United States under the Biden administration. And so you're seeing uh, these masses of people head to the border. How do you see this play out? I mean, how does President Biden stop the, these caravans and, and ultimately stop what could be a, a major domestic policy crisis for his administration? Well, he's got to change his message to the Northern Triangle, to those Hondurans, those Guatemalans, those El Salvadorans, and tell them, you know, you've seen a few officials of the Biden administration, Jen Psaki and others, saying now is not the time to come. But here's the reality. It's at a place now where they're going to have to change the messaging and get them to not come and possibly engage with these countries south of the border from Mexico to the Northern Triangle to put stop gaps in place to send an even stronger message that now is not the time to come. Now, in fairness, I was reading a transcript of a speech that Vice President, then Vice President Biden gave in Guatemala City in 2014, where he talked about the tragedy shared between both nations when children young children will travel a dangerous path of thousands of miles by themselves for a better life if their parents put them on the path up. Well, maybe it's time for President Biden to travel to our southern border and beyond, down to some of these countries, and maybe it's time to put in place some of the policies and arrangements that President Trump had in terms of stopping them before they get to our southern border. Now, in the case of the caravans of 2019, the Remain in Mexico policy, obviously undone, was very beneficial to the U.S. as we entered that era of COVID, and now we're dealing with what we were just discussing a couple of minutes ago. But one of the more significant things that isn't talked about is that Mexico deployed their National Guard on Mexico's southern border between Mexico and Guatemala down in Tapachula, where all the migrants cross before they begin their two, 3,000-mile trek through Mexico to our southern border. And they stopped them and said, we're stopping this right now because we're reaching numbers we can't uh, uh, deal with, can't sustain. And perhaps you will see some engagement between the Biden administration and the Mexican administration to try and do something on Mexico's southern border to really slow the flow. It's a huge story, and there's no better reporter to be on it right now than yourself. Griff Jenkins, a Fox News correspondent, joining us today on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thank you very much, Griff. Trey, thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.